Welcome back to the Leader of the Pack podcast. I am your friend and confidant, Marcelo, and I will be here with you as we share some wisdom, insight, and laughter in today's world. Today, we have a very special guest. Our uh, friend and member, Doug Chambers, is with us. Doug, hello, buddy. Morning, Marshall. How are you doing today? I am great. Well, today's a very special day, September 11th, a day um, we all, I pray, never forget. So, Doug, I, I, uh, I'm grateful you're here. Today's a very special day, September 11th. Uh, Doug, I'm very honored to have you with us. Um, we want to talk a little bit about what you used to do. I know you're retired now. Can you give us a brief introduction of who you are and uh, what you, I, I normally ask what you do in the real world, but uh, you're one of the lucky ones. You're retired now. Can you tell us a little bit about what you did? I was in the Air Force as a law enforcement officer for 20 years, from 76 to 96. And I spent a lot of my time over in Europe, uh, 12 and a half years out of my 20 years of service. And during this time frame, I ran into varied aspects, just like any other law enforcement officer would deal with. And through this, I learned to appreciate humanity, the difference in different people we have and to accept them, not try to put them into a specific bubble or a square that this is the way it should be, this is the way it will be, but work with them and the diversity that we have to deal with because every person is different. If God created us individually, we're not all going to fit into the same square, same box, whatever else of this nature, and you cannot treat everybody exactly the same. And this is what I learned while on the Air Force and continued that when I worked in the civil service for the Air Force after I retired again for the Air Force itself to help continue supporting the warfighters. And I'm also working with the Federal Order of Police here in the state of Florida. And with that, I still keep in contact with our local law enforcement officers and help support them in different ways when needed. It's so great to have citizens, expatriates as well, citizens that are, are still connected with, uh, with those that matter. You know, the people that are really putting their lives on the line every day. You know, it's great to have citizens like you who are willing to still be a part of that lifestyle. It's so interesting that you had shared that you, you, you don't put them in a box. These people that you were up against, these people that you were working for, or rather these people that you were uh, coming after, you know, you didn't put them in a box. You saw them as individuals. You saw them as um, independent cases, if you will. Um, Yes. That's such a big takeaway when nowadays, you know, I I don't know how you feel, but I recognize that um, law enforcement as a whole has been put into this box that everybody's bad, sick and wrong. Right. And we talk a lot about the importance of law enforcement, the importance of law and order. So that was very powerful. Do you want to share anything about that? Law enforcement background goes to, for me at least, was strictly the military. But the idea that the law enforcement officers today, what they're facing is what I would personally call anarchy, riotous, um, possibly even paid people just to create chaos to destroy the country. It appears to me, and I have just my own personal thoughts, that a lot of people are trying to tear the government down that we have, the society we have, that have had for over 200 years, that has worked perfect, and make it into a socialistic, communist style. And everywhere I've looked, when I was in the military overseas and watching this, 
communism does not work. Socialism, you can look at Europe, where they pay the higher taxes on everything. The medicine, they have it free for the most part. However, your weight lines are tremendous. And everything I've run into, and I don't want to see that happen to our country. I did not spend 20 plus years active duty in another 17 civilian service to our great nation to have to see this uh, to step back I should say and watch this happen and I will continue to fight as a lot of us in the military will say we took an oath to defend our nation against foreign nationals and internal and that oath never had an expiration date and mine does not yeah, amen. F- foreign and domestic, by all means. So um, let's get a little more about um, Leader of the Pack. Can you tell us a little bit more about what your life was like before joining the Leader of the Pack? You've been with us now for, I want to say, about a year and change, right? Uh, since right after you started it, I joined. I never made the trip to Israel, but I did help because of timing for me, I couldn't do it. But I did help support other brothers that were going. So you've been a part of us since, yeah, you've been a part of us almost since inception. Oh, that's awesome. I have been, yes. Now I've, I've, now our, our relationship, Doug has gone a little bit further. We were both uh, in business trainings together for a few years now. So um, that's awesome. So let's, uh, what, what was life like before leader of the pack and what's life like been after leader of the pack and, and pouring into and, and receiving from this brotherhood? For me, there hasn't been a drastic change in my lifestyle because what Natan and the leader of the pack is teaching is the way I have been living my life for a long time. I can't tell you how many years. Wow. When I went in the military, it's like you stand up, you do the right thing at the right time, and if you screw up, you admit it, and you take responsibility for it and step forward. As a single person, my, I'm looking out for the protection of people around me. For those, of the, those in the brotherhood that are married, their first responsibility is to take care of themselves, then their family. Because if they don't have themselves physically, mentally, spiritually fit, they're worthless in my mind to take care of their family. So therefore, it's we need to follow that step. And like one of our coach and mentors has said, and the Bible says it too. God first, your spouse second, your family third, work fourth. And any variation that changes that, you're going to have a difficult road to pass. Oh, man. But, <laughs> that is really good. That's really powerful. And you're right. You know what? There, uh, I got to tell you, Doug, there are few, uh, only a handful of men that do stand up for those three pillars without being taught those things. So let's talk about that. You know, and leader of the pack, we base a lot of our conversations and a lot of our teachings and, uh, and whatnot on those three pillars that you said, you know, stand up, lead, and protect. Um, you shared with me a little bit about what it's like. Can you share some more about what those three pillar, pillars really mean to you? Well, stand up to me is just like Jesus Christ did before he was crucified and even afterwards. He stood up for what is right, what the Father said this is what things are to be this is the way it's supposed to be all of this goes back for me to adam and eve when the original sin took place and that at that point 
brother's eternal death eventually, but more so a much harder life than we would have had. And for me as a born again Christian, I believe that, and I know for me only, my path that the Lord has leading me on has been much easier than it would have been. I'm not saying it's been great. It's been smooth. It is not. None of us are guaranteed that. But he is there giving me the strength I need every single day. And for me, that's the biggest pillar that I fall back on every day. Every morning I start off and saying, thank you, Lord, for another day. That's so awesome and so powerful. Yeah, that's really important. You know, now, now tell me a little bit more about leading and protecting. You know, you were a military police, correct? Um, correct. There, there is a special type of person who is a military police. I'm sure it's a very different um, realm of responsibilities than a local law enforcement officer. Can you tell me what you learned as a, a military police officer that you've taken into your everyday life that leads into leading and protecting? Well, I became a supervisor and a leader after four years in the Air Force out of my 20. And with that, I looked at it as my responsibility to teach the airmen below me and the sergeants equal to me or even above me what the right thing was to do. We enforce the military law of justice. However, depending on what base you were at stateside, you were also enforcing the civilian law. So you had to be more knowledgeable than just a civilian police officer in some aspects on what the law was and was not, what you could do, what you could not do. And with that, it was just, again, I prayed every day before I went to work, Lord, show me and protect me. And out of the 20 years in the military, I never had to pull my weapon. Once. And there's not many people that can say that. And I'm not saying that to brag on me, but uh, brag on my Lord. But as far as leadership, we have different training facilities or opportunities given to us in the military. From uh, initial leadership courses or one week as an airman first class, second class, or airman first class, senior airman, excuse me. Then you had another class along with that after six months. Then they have the leadership school, which is a staff sergeant or above, and then NCO Academy, which were tech sergeants, the E6s and above. I did not make it up to the senior NCO Academy because I retired as a tech sergeant E6, and that's fine. I'm happy with that. But through that, you had the training to be a leader, what to do, what to expect. And one of the things thrown at me during the leadership school was you're a commandant of the academy there, and you have to tell one of the NCOs that his test course after the last test will no longer allow him to graduate. So he's out of the class. How are you going to handle that? And I came back and just said, hey, go back to the education office at your home base get with them, have them show you how to study better, give you the opportunity to improve your skills and then come back again. And the instructors, and I've never heard that in five years of teaching. You look at the human part of the, the process, look at the person, like I said earlier, as an individual. Don't put them in a square little box that, okay, you're 
this, you're a drunkard, because you got picked up for a DUI. No, you don't know what that person's been going through. Mm-hmm. So try to find out what happened, what caused it. In a domestic dispute, there's always two sides, the husband and the wife, or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, and each of them have a different story. Somewhere in between is where the actual truth lies, and that's where you have to make that determination and decision. That's so great. Again, going back to the individual, not everybody fits in a box, you know? How great is it that that, that option of go back and teach? That's, uh, that's a powerful, powerful lesson I think we can all take into life. You know, if we fail at something, do we quit or do we stand back up and go back and figure out where we messed up? You know, that's really, really powerful. I like that. So, Doug, what, what makes you feel inspired or feel like your best self? That's okay. <laughs> when I'm either out playing music or I'm out working on ballroom, dancing, competition, things of this nature, but also just being out to be able to talk to the people in the public. And like every so often, and I'm not saying this to brag on me, but probably once a week, I will buy a meal at a restaurant I go to for somebody. Don't know who they are. 90% of the time, I will never see that person again. And just the other day, I happened to buy it for a couple next to me. And the waitress told me later that they were going through some emotional problems because one of the children was in the hospital. The mother was also just on death's bed right now. So they were going through a lot of emotions that way. And she started to cheer up. He said, why did you do that? I said, the Lord told me to. Simple as that. And just, I never know when I'm going to do something of that nature. It just, whenever it hits. And I also do this quite regularly for law enforcement, fire, and EMS folks at the restaurant or someplace else I'm at. It just, I've been doing this for, I don't know, probably 10 years or better off and on. And again, I'm not saying this to brag on me by any means. No, not at all. And you know what? That's similar. Uh, my wife and I about two years ago decided to do something similar to that. And it's, it's, it's amazing when you listen to that Lord's calling, you know, of, of yes. blessing somebody else. We, um, a couple of years ago, we decided, you know what? These waiters and waitresses are working their tail off. And this was all before COVID. You know, now it's even more prevalent, but um, we would decide once a month, we would bless a waiter or waitress and, and we would tip them $100, you know, regardless of the size of the meal. You know, usually it would be my wife and I on date night. So it'd be something small. Sometimes it'd be with the family, but regardless, it would be a $100 tip. And there's always that conversation about halfway through the meal. Sweetie, is this the one? Is this the one? And there's a rule, right? Even if it's the the first week of the month, um, there's still three more weeks left, three more date nights left, three many more opportunities to go out. Is this the one that really touches our heart that the Lord is calling upon us? And you know, the same way you can tell when there's that family set that you get to bless, you know when you get to bless somebody. And it's been such a blessing, the people, the, the, the people that we've come in contact with because of that. You know, and it's even great to do that when we have family and friends um, with us to be able to say, no, so we've been called to do this. We've been called to bless other people. The poor waitress that's working three jobs to put food on her table because it's a deadbeat dad, right? Um, How much of a blessing is that? Because we all know the money's not mine. 
you know, it's the Lord's and we get to use it as a tool for healing for so many. So man, I honor you for doing that. That is amazing. I'm so proud to call you an LOP brother for doing that. Um, I really challenge more men and, and women out there to stand up and do that. You know, the money's not ours. It's um, when we hoard it and we, we hold on to it, it just becomes um, a poison, right? The more we can give away, the more powerful it is. And with that, the blessings you get in return outweigh whatever you put out. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Doug, I really appreciate the time that you have spent with us. And uh, with that, we are quickly wrapping up our time together. Um, is there anything else you want to share about the brotherhood and uh, these group of men that um, you want our listeners to know about? I would like to let everyone know that with this brotherhood of LLP, it's a group of men that you can be completely honest with, completely open. And that's something too many times we men do not have that trust. And with the LLP, it doesn't make a difference what the situation may be. You can talk to another brother and know that they're not going to, one, criticize you or look down upon you because you have this problem. You Whether you have a gambling problem, pornography problem, uh, you've been arrested for a DUI, whatever the case may be, they're not going to criticize or say, you stupid fool, why did you do this? They're going to say, what can I do to help you? Let me come alongside and encourage you help get you back on the pathway where you're supposed to be and let me support you. And not necessarily financial, but more of the emotional support that we all need to have. And too many times men are afraid to say, I need help. And sometimes within the MLP, the brothers will step up and say, is everything okay? And they're meaning truthfully, not just a, flip a generic question, but they actually mean it from their heart. Are you okay? There's something I can help you with, something I can pray with you for, or something I can maybe connect you with a person who has gone through it that can help you. And that's one thing I really truly love about the LLP is we're here as true brothers. In a lot of cases, we are closer than your actual blood brother would be. Ouch. That cut me because that's true. I, I'm a lot closer to guys in the brotherhood than I am to my brother that used to live um, like two miles from me. You know, that's so true. And with the advent of technology and where we're at between uh, WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger um, and all these other applications that we have at our fingertips, there's really no excuse to not reach out to a brother somewhere. You know, we have guys all around the globe, Germany, Amsterdam, South Africa, Australia, all over the U.S., Canada, um, it's, it's, it's true. You know, the, the minute either one of us have a problem, um, we can just pick up the phone and chances are there is somebody awake in the world. So that is so good. And it's great how you shared that it's, it's not somebody who's going to condemn you. You know, one of my, my biggest joys of the brotherhood has always been the, uh, the accountability calls, you know, meeting every Sunday and just having an, an open platform to talk. You know, and, um, and you're right. Like one of the things is that we look at stuff and we can tell when somebody's off, we can tell when somebody's quiet and hasn't checked in in a while and has been kind of trying to lay under the radar. 
part of, of protecting and standing up is is reaching out and saying, hey, Doug, um, I haven't heard from you in a little while. Everything okay over there? You know, so exactly. that is that is awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am so glad you're here with us. Did you learn something new? I always do. Um, check out the description below. There will be a link to join the membership. You know, Doug is one of the privileged members to be in that private Facebook group. He um, has an opportunity to comment and share and learn what's coming up before it comes out on the podcast or on our public pages. So the only way to get that is to be a part of the private membership group. Um, Click the link below. Be sure to like us on Facebook and share this with a friend. Our membership keeps growing because of listeners like you, and we are so grateful for you. So I hope you learned something new today. Don't forget leadership starts with you. Stand up, lead, and protect. God bless. God bless.